Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are talking mock drafts. I have released my mock draft 1.0. Spags has released his mock draft 1.0. And... His mock draft 2.0 came out this morning. Well, we're we're in the past talking to you in the future. So in the future, we'll come out. But you get what I'm saying. Uh, we're also going to talk a, a few other mock drafts. A little Mel Kuyper in there. And maybe, listen, we might have to talk a little Jared Stidham. It's just the way it goes. It's going to be a heck of a show. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's We are back, and it is mock draft season. And speaking of mock drafts, you guys went live on Twitch Wednesday night, and that was a hell of a lot of fun, dude. That was an yeah, awesome it was. Show. We were playing around with it. Um, first one, and I think it went pretty smoothly, to be honest. I mean, obviously, there's some kinks to work out, but the chat was buzzing. There was like, oh, yeah. I think, a high point of 80 viewers, a lot of people involved, you know, crapping great. on each picks. It was good. It was a good time. Uh, you might have lost the audience, so I don't even know if we have anybody listening besides uh, the Spike King, who's the famous. <laughs> Once you mentioned Jared, said and people shut us off. Uh, but no, it's not. It's not. You know, we're not. We're not laying in the week. We're not throwing any fire takes out there. No, um, no. it's no. We're talking Vegas odds. That's all. yeah, Vegas odds, and and you know what the hell they're doing at quarterback? Because I, I don't know about you. Uh, it's never. It hasn't been us two in a while, so it's, it's yeah. It's a little bit more conversational. We can kind of get off the rails a little bit more but i'm i'm antsy man like this is uh what the hell are they doing and, and it, I it, I, I, i'm saying this i it, the offseason technically hasn't even started um <laughs> it, it feels so long because they're linked to everything they're calling right. this this is the guy this is the odds mariota Fitzpatrick. like i'm sick of this and i don't i mean last year you can say oh this is the second year going through it but you know for most part of the offseason it was all positive. Mike Reese is on get up every morning last year. We believe in Jared Siddham. The Patriots loved it. Even when they signed Cam Newton, then Cam Newton, cut, right? Like right. it wasn't like this, like this is like, they, we have no clue what they're doing. Like, well, yeah. And that's, 
then the other part of it too, right, is that we were last year were excited about Stiddy and, and thought that, you know, Stidham could be the guy. And then, of course, they bring in Cam. Stiddy doesn't look great in, in his relief appearances. They never give him a start. And so you look at it and say, I mean, I guess Stidham is still, and we'll talk about, you know, what, what Vegas says and everything else. But, like, you know, right now it's like, how can you how can you believe that Jared Stidham has a legitimate chance to be the starting quarterback of this team? It just doesn't. I mean, I, I can't imagine. And listen, maybe he is somehow and he does okay. But like, I don't know what you've seen from this team where you think that that would be the case. And if that's not the case, well, now we're like, well, who the hell else do we have? You know, so they're going to have to go get someone. And the answer isn't on the roster. And it could be Cam. It could be a rookie. It could be a trade. It could be a signing. We have no idea what the hell it is. And it's like, yes, yes, free agency starts in a few weeks. But like, let's just freaking get there. Like, it's killing me. Well, that's the thing, too. I've said multiple times, I'm completely okay with them kind of rolling in the same quarterback room. Uh, I've kind of got a little bit off the rails with that. I I guess I wouldn't be as okay with it as I was at at the end of the season. Um, You know, I had said, I'm okay with it as long as, you know, there's another kind of competition in there, but you can get, you know, the right people around that person. And the, the question is, is, Okay, how do you how do you go get and and they're not going to go after the Allen Robinsons and the Kenny Galladay's, right? right? Like they're it's just that's just not going to happen. Hey, there, I don't think they're going to come here. The Will Fullers, like, I, I don't yeah. know how you can sell a guy like that without a quarterback with all these incentives in their contracts. Like money, that's yeah. I mean, money talks. Money. We talk about that all the time. But they want right. to win. They want a good quarterback. You'll yep. see them, and I think regardless, they'll go after the second tier receivers, right? Like Kendrick Bourne. Um, who else is out there? Uh, I mean, even like Adam Humphreys, who got released like 27 years old. That's a typical guy had interest in the Patriots before they had interest in him. They might look at him as a reclamation project. And that, that's a guy who can play. I think he could still play here. I mean, he had six, he had 60 catches in two years. That would have ranked fourth on the team in the last two years for the Patriots. And and that's even with Julian Edelman in there who had 90 something catches in 2019. Well, yeah. And the other, I mean, the issue for me and, uh, I saw I saw a threat occur to Samuel uh, actually tonight. Well, Thursday night. I'd still Twitter. put him in that first. Like he got, he's gonna get paid, man, because of what he can do, right? Like he, he is, but he's not. And- he is, but he's not gonna get. See the, the here's the thing, right? He is a little bit of a scat back, and I think a lot of teams look at him as kind of like a, uh, kind of like doesn't have a position, like can play inside and outside, like inside. What I mean, like running back, and like you know, plays like basically a slot. So he's like a slot guy plus a running back. And people are like, well, what the hell are we going to do with him? You know? And so I don't feel like he's going to get as much as some other guys might just because he's not a pro he's not a prototypical wide receiver. He isn't. And so, but I like him because he has that explosiveness, the athleticism, the playmaking ability. Like that's they'd have fun with him. They'd have fun with him. Oh my God, dude, he'd be awesome here. The question is, you know, are they going to go after him? And you're right. Like if someone decides to overpay for him, then, then, you know, they overpay for him. But I mean, who was it? Uh, was it Tariq Cohen? Somebody, I forget who it was that tweeted out. Someone tweeted out, like, because the CBA, you know, we don't know what the salary cap is going to be. Obviously, they set a floor of 180, could not be, might not be so, much higher than that. So a lot of teams are not going to have a lot of money, you know? And I forget the running back that tweeted it out, but he said, you know, he goes, we might see some super, super teams this year because if you're not going to be able to get paid, you take a one year low money deal, you go somewhere, you try to win a ring. And then you try to make your money next year, you know, and that that wouldn't necessarily shock me. But at the same time, 
this game is not this is not the NBA, man. Like one year, that could be it. You do you sign a one year deal and you could be done forever. You know, so like that's a risky proposition that you're making to, you know, sign a one year, two, three million dollar deal. What if you get hurt and then you're never the same? You know, it's like it's just it's risky. Obviously, you could bet on yourself, but like there's not a ton of guys that can do that, you know? Yeah, and and let's let's get into the mocks. Yes, um, let's do that. Because uh, one thing I want to agree on too, uh, we we can run through them each um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. after, but one thing I think uh, at least me and you can agree on, and I think is pretty realistic at this rate, unless they trade a player or a few whatever for like a second round, third round, I I don't see the Patriots picking at fifteen. They're either moving up. Or they're moving back. I can't see right. an instance because we've talked about the gap between 46 and 96. They're going to try to fill that somehow. Mm-hmm. Or some guy like a Wilson or a Fields or a Trey Lance, if they like him, falls. It starts falling. You're, you're, I would hope you get game. on the phone and, and yeah. try to get up. The um, only other thing for me, the only way I see them taking a 15 is if somehow a guy like Waddle or Parsons or someone like that drops and they make it to 15, and then you say, well, I mean, we weren't going to trade up for Micah Parsons. We like him a lot. We weren't going to trade up for him, but he drops to 15. Like, how the hell do we not take that guy at 15, you know? And so that's the only way I could see them taking at 15. 15, the problem is, in, in if you do enough mock drafts, you know, and we kind of do the mock drafts on PFF, we do them on PFN, we do them on Draft Network, we do them all over the place. You do a mock draft, and, like, at least 50 to 60% of the mock drafts you do, you get to 15, and you're like, yuck like christian barmore is number one on the board and you're like what the like i'm gonna take christian barmore at 15 like yeah he's not a good player we take him at 23 25 i'm not taking a 15 you know and so that's the problem is that you get to 15 and it's kind of that lull where it's like not a great player and you're like okay well now what you know and so for the patriots it makes sense trade back like you said they get that big gap you got to try to fill in that gap anyways so if you don't love the talent there you can try to trade back get what you can and then go from there. You know, it's just, you're right. I, I think you're right about that. Unless one of those top talents happen to drop. Yeah. And, and, and kind of digging into our mocks, we, we don't have to run through every pick because it can get a little lengthy. So maybe we'll do, we'll run through like the top four or top well, that's, five. Picks. Yeah. Let's do, let's and do the top maybe, four and then we'll highlight a few. We'll highlight a few. In the, yeah. yeah. Like. So why don't you, so you start with your, with your 1.0 there and we'll go well, from there. The 1.0, um, that's out there. I wanted to talk more about the one that just came out today, Friday, right, um, my, my second one, because I think it's interesting and there's probably going to be a lot of love to it and a lot of hate to it because it <laughs> involves a lot of traits. Um, so one thing it starts out, right? So prior to the draft, the Patriots trade Stefan Gilmore to the Arizona Cardinals for their second round pick, which is 49th overall. The reason I'm doing that Arizona just lost Patrick Peterson. They're playing in the gauntlet of the NFC West. Some absolute DK Metcalf. And you got, you know, Shanahan's offense with Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Got You need a, you need an elite corner to compete, yep. right? And I think getting Stephon Gilmore, paying him that money, you you have your, you know, number one corner locked up for the next few years. You you expect a, an extension to be in place before they even do that deal just because you're not doing that for the current deal he's on. Right. Um, and then it gets interesting. So, my first mock, I had traded back with Tennessee, which I think you did as well, mm-hmm. uh, and selected Barmore at 22, picked up a little capital on day two. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but you, you get the gist there. This one, I'm moving up. I'm moving up, right? You get that second-round pick for Gilmore, 49, so you have 115, 
246 your own, and now 249 from Arizona. I am trading up with the Bengals, which we want to talk about this certain scenario here. Uh, I'm trading the 15th overall pick, our own two, second round 46 overall, and next year's first rounder to the the Bengals for the fifth pick and a sixth rounder this year and selecting Zach Wilson at fifth overall. Before you, you know, kind of jump down, shut this off. Every, everyone thinks it costs an arm and a leg to get up in there. It, 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 like, oh my God, it's such a ridiculous price. When in past, there's been four trades in the last three drafts inside the, from a team trading from outside the top 10 into the top 10. 2017, Kansas City traded 27, 91, which was their third, and their next year's first to Buffalo for number 10, Patrick Mahomes. The next year, Buffalo traded 12. 53 and 56, they're two second rounders to Tampa Bay for seven. Josh Allen, Arizona traded 15, 79, 152 to Oakland for 10. Josh Josh Rosen. And then uh, Pittsburgh did 20, 52, 2019, third to Denver for 10 for Devin Bush. Right? So that's just outside the top five. So you expect it to be a little bit more. That's probably a little bit of an overpay. But when you're the Patriots, you like your guy, you want to get up in there, go get Zach Wilson at five. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, you know what? I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and here's the big thing. And we were talking about this before the show started. But if you're the Bengals, okay, you need a left tackle. That's what you need. That's your number one need is your left tackle. Penny Sewell is the guy. You have to take him. Here's the problem. You have the Dolphins ahead of you at three. Now, again, Miami, I think for the most part, should be looking to move out of three. doesn't make sense really for Miami to draft at three. However, if they look at Penny Sewell and say, this kid is the real deal like the guy at left tackle. Then they draft him at three. What the hell? You, you take that pick at three and, uh, you know, and so now Sewell's off the board. Now, if you're the Bengals, yeah, maybe you could take Jamar Chase at five. Sure, maybe you could, right? Maybe you could take Devonta Smith if you like him better. But, like, you're drafting a wide receiver at five? It doesn't make any sense. You can and, pick and- up a ton of capital, and you need you need players, right? You're the Bengals. You need players. You trade back. You pick up. You know, a mid a mid first round pick in fifteen. You pick up an early first, a mid first second round pick, and you pick up a first round pick next year. Mind you, now it's still the Patriots, but they're drafting a they're drafting a rookie quarterback. You never know what happens with that rookie quarterback his first year. Maybe you're the Bengals. The Patriots suck next year, and you get a top ten pick next year. Like you don't know, and that's that's a situation where they're trading up to to draft a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback that's already there, right? When the Chiefs traded up, they had Alex Smith. You, they're already a decent team. You're probably not going to get a super high draft pick, right? The Patriots are in you know history I mean? speaks too. You mentioned Chase. Don't draft wide receivers in the top ten. I think it's right. a, a value they can get outside. And if you like a guy at five, he's probably going to be there at nine, ten, eleven, or wherever you know in right. that area. Yeah. Um, and NFL draft, there has never been four quarterbacks go inside the top four picks. Right. This could be, you know, the year a lot of teams need quarterbacks. You, I mean, you see the market. There's probably two teams that know who their starter is next year. I'm, you know, exaggerating a little bit, meaning the Chiefs, Box and Bills. Right. Like there's right. some teams that there's a lot of quarterback movement this year, maybe a little bit more than normal. Right. right. So something especially like that Wilson, could happen. Especially if Wilson and Watson move. Right. But right. so in this instance, I took Wilson. I'd be OK with doing this deal to go get a Wilson or a Fields. Right. Um. The, the other thing, too, is like, what are the Jets going to do? 
I think they, I, they're kind of holding their cards a little bit. Donald's being floated out there. I think they probably want to go through the process a little bit and evaluate Fields, Wilson, Trey Lance, even a Mac Jones. I'll throw him in there because he's in first-round conversation. Right. And then related to, to Sam Darnold, how he was coming out, how he is now. And then Atlanta at four. Are we sure they're taking a quarterback? New head coach Arthur Smith just took over, coming over from the Titans. They're, they're a team that I can see them going quarterback because with that yeah. roster – you're probably not picking this high. You're hoping at least you're not picking this high for for a lot for a while. And you're cut, you have a lot of veterans in there. You're a veteran team kind of that playoff contending window is closing. Do you maximize that and go get an elite talent, a Penny Sewell, a Micah Parsons, somebody that could really come in day one and be an impact player for you? Or do you say, we need to get our quarterback of the future. We're going to go Justin Fields or Zach Wilson and have him develop under Matt Ryan. There's a lot of questions there. Right. No, and that's and that's really I mean, that's the thing. And I think at two, it's interesting we talk about the Jets. I think at two you have to assume a quarterback's getting taken. If it's the Jets, they're taking a quarterback. If it's not the Jets and some for some reason they decide to stick with Darnold, they have to trade out of that pick. I mean, look, they're the Jets. Like the Jets can screw up any draft day for sure, right? And take a corner at number two or something stupid like that. But the fact is, is that, you know, that's the most valuable pick in the draft, right? We know Trevor Lawrence is going number one. Everyone knows Trevor Lawrence is going number one. So he goes number one. Now you're at two. You have everybody else in the draft, right? Whether it's Fields, whether it's Wilson, whether it's Lance that you like, whoever it is that you like second, right? Sure, you got everyone there. But the fact is, is that if you're the Jets, either you take a quarterback, which I think they should, but if they don't, trade that pick. Trade it. What are you doing? What are you going to do? Are you going to draft a, a, a wide receiver at two? Like, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Like, even Penny Sewell, like, what do you do? Like, no, don't do that. And in that instance, it hurts the Patriots no. because the Jets aren't trading with the Patriots for two to go get a quarterback. Correct. That's going to could potentially beat them for the next, you know, so decade and a half. Right. And Miami, so it, it does suck that Miami and and the Jets pick two, <sighs> two and three, three because that's, yeah. you can eliminate that from any trade conversation. Right, right. Patriots and especially trade up scenarios and Patriots draft, yeah. if you want to talk about them trading up, really starts at four with Atlanta. Correct. And especially where, you know, Two is is almost definitely going to be a quarterback, and three probably should be a quarterback. Yeah, Carolina, straight out the Niners, yeah. someone like that goes up. Right, right, yeah. So who the heck knows? But I love I love the idea of trading up to five again, Penny. If 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 the draft plays out like that, and you know Fields goes second overall, and then Penny Sewell goes third, and the Falcons take somebody else other than a quarterback at four, well now the Bengals are sitting there like, well, what the hell are we going to do? And the Patriots can move up and and, and make that move. So. Um, you know, of course, depending on, depending on whatever, but like you said, you know, in this situation, it was Wilson could be fields, could be whatever. Like I'd be comfortable trading up for either of those guys. I think Me they're too. both, uh, you know, really, really good players. And so, uh, I'd be down with that. So w- let's run through the, the, a few more picks in, in your, in your mantra. Yeah. And then we'll go, we'll so, switch over. Like I said, this one came out today being Friday, the 2.0, um, second round 49th overall, the, the second round pick we got from Arizona for Gilmore. I went with Jabril Cox. I picked him in both mocks. I, I This is my linebacker crush. I have one every year. Last year was Patrick Queen. Happens to be another LSU kid. Yeah. Um, just a versatile, uh, the best coverage linebacker. Um, somebody that can, can you know, take on backs, take on tight ends, can run with, with, uh, with wide receivers. A little similar to what you saw with Uche last year, the athleticism and the able to, to, to kind of run with anybody on the field, but a lot better in coverage. And I think somebody they could – be a little bit of a chess piece in that defense. Um, and then third round, I had a trade up uh, with the Eagles traded 396, the Brady comp- compensatory pick. 
and four one forty five um, to Philly for their third round seventies overall. Went with cornerback Javon Holland. You move Gilmore out, you got to get a guy in here. Holland, yep. they've actually met with virtually. That's been reported. Um, played a little bit as a box safety and kind of a nickel corner. He had twenty picks in his two years at Oregon. He was an opt out this year. Absolute ball hawk. Um, really good processing skills. Can long. I think he's six two two fifteen. Um, really good when the ball's in the air, just a guy who's very good processing skills can come in and play right away. I think that's extremely good value. I think he probably goes a little bit sooner, but you know, who knows how they value the board this year with the opt-outs. Right. Um, and then fourth round, I'll, we'll kind of wrap up here. Um, like I said, you can kind of check this out on Pat's Public to get a little bit more detailed, but fourth round, um, I actually moved up again to 108th overall with the fourth round pick, traded 120 and a fifth to, to Atlanta to move up 10 slots to draft another tight end, similar to what they did last year with Dalton Keene. Took tight end Tommy Tremble from, from, uh, Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Uh, I think if you saw a tight end in this class that's a prototypical Patriot prospect at that position, it's Tremble. Really good inline blocker. Was super good on, on the edges. Only 35 catches in his career, but... You see on his tape, he has some potential as a route runner and somebody that can be deadly through the seam. Um, I think the Patriots can we can we admit too like that they missed the Dalton Keene pick? I think Asiasi's yeah. a great TE too. Um, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that pick. I think he can play in the league. I don't know what their plans are with Dalton Keene. Maybe it's with Cam Newton and the offense they were trying to run, it just didn't fit. Maybe they try to run it like we talked about all offseason and kind of in that H back role. Is that going to be his role moving forward? So there's a bunch of different directions they can go, but I think you got to keep swinging the bat at tight end right. uh, until right. you hit. And then obviously you have Frymuth and, and Pitts that'll probably be gone between, obviously Pitts could be gone top five, top 10. No one really knows. Frymuth's probably gone in the top 40. And then it kind of, you know, you get those day two, day three guys that you can keep swinging the bat on and try to get somebody in here that can, can help you out because right. uh, they, they've had no plan since Gronk left. Well, that's really the issue. I mean, look, tight end to, to me, when you when you look at the tight end position, the two guys that pissed me off the most that they didn't go after were Dallas Goddard. I thought they should have swung the bat at Dallas Goddard, and they didn't. They had an opportunity to take him, and they didn't take him. Um, and that and was then, before Gronk was that, that was, was before that was before Gronk was gone. Yep, that was his last year, or no? Because he did he play in the Super Bowl versus Goddard? No, I don't think he did. He was that was. No, I think he went. I did he go right at? No, no, no. Lamar went. They traded out, and Lamar went there. I forget no, when he got he taken. Was, he was still a senior when we played Philly in the Super Bowl. It was that year after they took him? Okay, that, that draft, right? I, I believe because it was the Michelle draft, and we had Michelle's rookie year was the was the Rams run. We was the Rams, about, like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They, the Super Bowl runs is how we kind of figure right, out how exactly yeah. age, but so so uh, that one, and then the other one was Gasecki. Mike Gasecki. I thought they should they should have gone after Gasecki, and and they didn't. And I believe, uh, you know, but who and Trotman? Oh my yeah. god, the Trotman one. You know, we talked about it. We talked about it last last week with uh, no two weeks ago maybe, and we're just like you know we're doing the 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 instant reactions like the Patriots traded up for a tight end and they drafted Devin Asiasi. We're like, what who the hell is that guy? And then the Patriots traded up for another tight end and we're like, yes. And then we're like Dalton Keene and we're like, really? Are you kidding me? Like, all it's all we wanted was Trotman all year. But anyways, Trotman ended up going wicked late. Um, but either way, I like I like the draft a lot. Again. You know, you have Gilmore now in my mock. For the purposes of my mock, I didn't have them trading Gilmore. I feel like the here's the big question with Stephon Gilmore, and this is what we'll go back and forth on really until either he signs a deal or gets dealt. It's going to be a question as to how many years he wants as an extension. 
right? What does he want for an extension? If he wants a four-year extension, it ain't happening here. I will say, I think if he wants a two-year extension, meaning this year, obviously going to bump his number up this year, and you give him two extra years, I, I think the Patriots make that work. I really do. Uh, especially with the cap money they have. They have the ability to do that. I don't think it's really an imposition on them. He's still an elite cornerback. Uh, J.C. Jackson is going to be very, very, very affordable again next year. Obviously, the year after that, he'll be a little bit more expensive, but um, but he'll be he'll be for, he'll be um, uh, he'll be affordable next year at least. But for me, I just I have to look at it and just say, um, you know, that it depends on what what Gilmore's going to do. I don't have them traded him. You have him do. I think it's a 50-50 shot at this point. It's just going to yeah. be how much, how many years he wants, you know? Yeah, and, and to kind of wrap up mine, too, I did double dip at the wide receiver position. Dwayne Eskridge in the yep. fourth round, and then Amari Rodgers in the fifth. You know, that's just – those day three guys, you can guess where they're going to go in rounds. Like, you know, there'll be people like, oh, there's no way he lasts that long. It's like those day three guys, you never really know. But um, – to wrap up mine, this specific one, the 2.0, it's obviously extremely aggressive, ex- maybe even extremely unrealistic, but it's kind of fitting the narrative, right? The last one was kind of a passive, more right. Patriot-like approach, bar more 22, pick up some capital, similar to what we saw last year. This one's like, oh, okay, there's a report. You want an uncharacteristically aggressive offseason? I'll give it to you. No problem. Right. I'll do it. Yep. Yep. So, no, I don't let's, blame uh, Let's get into yours a little bit, and then we can kind of go into the quarterback talk. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. By the way, I have a strict, a strict Amari Rogers rule. Every single Mac mock draft I do must include Amari Rogers in it every time, no matter what. That's the rule. So I am gonna make there's, that freaking thing happen. Every year, there's a few guys that we name, label as prototypical Patriots, right? Like yeah. each positional group quarterback, you could say Mac Jones, right? Like pocket passer, everything he does necessarily doesn't wow you, but. He somehow gets it done. We're wide receiver, Amari Rogers, like last year was Trotman. And um, Jesus, there was another receiver in there that everybody loved. Uh, oh, like a KJ uh, Hill, like guys yeah, like that yeah. that, go late yeah. that just people like, they are so Patriot-like that they're, it's almost at this rate, they're never going to pick them because they're just right. so, everybody right. deems them that. Well, that's like what Braxton Barrios, where like we, you know, sat around. That was the only one. And the they took them. Yeah. So, but anyways. Uh, all right, let's get into mine. And like you said, Spags, you know, aggressive. They're talking about getting very aggressive. So I did the same thing. I got aggressive, but I got aggressive before the draft instead of during the draft. And so what I did was I traded to the New York football Jets. Football Jets. I traded to the New York Jets for Sam Donald. Okay. Now, here's the thing. It's a little unrealistic. It is. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little unrealistic. Okay. It's the Jets. Are they going to trade within the division? Probably not. Okay, maybe not. But we know what we got for what, what the Eagles got for Carson Wentz, right? The Eagles got a third round pick for Carson Wentz, and then a second round pick, which could turn into a first round pick next year, depending on where they go, right? And so, basically, what it means is that it, Wentz has to be the starter, essentially, for them to get a first round pick back for Wentz. Okay, so either way. Whether it's a first next year and a third this year or, you know, a second next year and a third this year. It doesn't matter, right? Either way, Carson Wentz got a decent haul. Not great, but decent. And so I looked at it and said, okay, well, Donald, 24 years old, final year of his rookie deal. Of course, has the fifth-year option after that. Uh, and the Jets have to move on from him. And again, we talked about it before. The Jets either have to trade to or they have to trade Donald. There's no other choice. You have to make a move there because 
you can't draft something other than a quarterback at two. So if you're sitting at two, you have to take a quarterback, which means Darnold has to be gone. It just doesn't make any sense not to keep. So anyway, so I, I said, you know what? You're going to have to overpay because you're the Patriots and you're trading to the Jets. You have to overpay. You don't have a choice. And so I said, okay, well, Darnold, maybe you can get a second round pick for Sam Darnold. So for me, I traded 46, which obviously is the Patriots second round pick. I traded 120, which is the Patriots fourth round pick. And I traded a 2022 third round pick to the Jets for Sam Darnold. Now, here's the thing. People are like, you're an idiot. I mean, when I posted this on you, you I are an idiot. I called roasted. you. I called you on Tuesday night, <laughs> and I said, and like, you know, I could get the same, you know, right. the same medicine tomorrow, right? It's like it's yeah, all yeah. good fun, right? I right, like we can agree, and I'll I'll tell you this: they will never trade him here because it's that's correct. Yeah. Oh my God, Sam Darnold's broken. We're gonna go get the next big guy, and he's a bust. And Sam Darnold comes here and figures it out, and you got to sell a franchise and sell to fans on the guy that comes here and figures it out and beats you for the next 15 years. They don't even want to think about that. Possibly. However, however, there is precedent. The Patriots traded Drew Bloodside of the Bills. So there is precedent. Okay. You know you, what I mean? You, you so, got me there, yeah. So it is, and listen, again, unlikely, but that's why, to me, the Patriots Big are going to have to overpay. He did have a bit, I mean, I mean, not highest, really, but for, the, highest, for the time. Yeah. Imagine he signed a 10-year, $100 million contract, and was like, oh, my God, that contract's the biggest contract anyone's ever seen. Pat <laughs> so, Mahomes, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyways, um, so I, listen, it's an overpay, right? You have to. You have no choice but to overpay. But to me, I figured, look, you, you bring in Sam Donald. Here's what, I, here's what I want you to understand, right? Try to wrap your head around this. Sam Donald is going to be younger next year than Kyle Duggar was last year. He is a full calendar year younger than your rookie safety from last year. His age is ridiculous. And yes, he's played three years in the league. And yes, he's looked really bad at times. But I'll tell you, he came here his his rookie year. And I said, that kid's pretty good. Josh Allen came here and I said, that kid sucks. <laughs> like, sucks. And well, Donald came we, and we I talked about good. it on the on the draft show. And I said, if you were to talk three years ago, that, like rewind. Who would be a better player at this point in their career? Fast forward three years to now. You, everyone would say Sam Darnold. If you said Josh Allen Easily. three years ago, you're batshit crazy. Right. I mean, look at the, the the leap he took from last year to this year has like legitimately never been done. So 100%. everybody would yeah. have been wrong. 100%. Um, and he was and in I a great that, situation too. Right. I think that that's the situation. So we'll see. You know, of course, we don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. I, again, I think in this situation too, gives the Jets four picks in the top 50. So you're talking about, you know, rebuilding, drafting the quarterback at two. You have another first round pick that you got from from the Seahawks. Then you have your second round pick, which I think is 34. Then you have the Patriots second round pick at 46. So you're talking about four picks inside the top 50 where you can rebuild that team instantly. And you trade Darnold here. And if you think Darnold stinks and he's broken anyways, what the hell? Sure, fleece the Patriots and they stink, you know. And so, so again, is it likely? No. But I like the idea of doing it. I want them to be aggressive. I want them to go out and do something. I don't want them to bring in Marcus Mariota. Oh, Marcus Mariota's fine. I don't I want, want it though. I'm Marcus I'm, Mariota. Like, like I don't. Cam we'll get Newton into it. Actually, again. we'll save it. Like, what the hell? We'll, you know what we'll, I mean? We'll so yeah, let's save it after the mock. I, I, yeah, I'm done it. with bridge quarterbacks, Pat. I'm right. done. We'll that's see. it, and that's 100. percent And that's why Donald, although he's going into his fourth year, he's not a bridge quarterback. He's 23. He's gonna be 24. 
if you if he figures it out, he's your starting quarterback for the future. You know, he's he's the guy. You know what I mean? And you can build around him for the next 10 years. And so that's why the Donald one makes more sense to me than any of the other ones that are available. Again, is it likely? Maybe not, but I like the idea of it. So anyways, Patriots trade Donald. They they lose 46. They lose uh, 120 in this draft, and they trade a 2022 third round pick. So that means you're at 15. At 15, when I was doing it, Devonta Smith dropped to 15. Okay? Tennessee sitting at 22. They say, hey, we want Devonta Smith. So they traded 22 and 53 to me for Devonta and Smith. Completely possible. The Patriots are at 15 Absolutely and he's there. Have. I think Waddle yeah. and Chase go before him. Sorry. I do too. Yeah, I know he's a high I, I, Better listen, prospects. I would 100% take Chase or Waddle over Devonta Smith. Absolutely a no-brainer to me. So if that happens, Tennessee moves up. Patriots move back. They pick up 22 and they pick up 53. Again, they lost 46 and so now they get a second round pick. You're like, all right, cool. Then... As we play the draft forward again, we're at 22. Mac Jones drops to 22. The Saints are at 28. They say, wait, 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 wait a second. You're telling me that Mac Jones is at 22? Boom. They trade up with me. I trade back to 28 and get 60 as well. So now I picked up two second round picks and I'm drafting. You know, I've, I've moved back 13 spots, but in the process, I've picked up 53 and 53 and 60. I'm pretty happy with that. Okay. So at 28, I take Nick Bolton from Missouri, linebacker from Missouri. Love Nick Bolton. I just, I, he, you know, you funny because you're talking about your linebacker you're in love with. Bolton's a linebacker I'm in love with. I freaking love the kid. He's just, you know, downhill, not a physical great bumper. So, so physical, but he has, he has a decent amount of athleticism. He's similar to Hightower when Hightower came out. Not as good as Hightower was and- when he came out, but similar. And that's my note on him. It's like last year you went for the athletic guy in right. Duggar who can play box safety and Uche, who's a like we say, a tweener, but can play off ball, very athletic. Do yep. they go get that man in the middle now that's a thumper that kind of fills that high tower role for the future? That could be a route they go. Right, right. And so that's so I like it. Listen, at 15, no chance, not a chance in hell. But at 28, I don't mind it. So uh, listen, I'd love him to drop to 46, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, so I like him at 28 a lot. At 53, which I acquired through Tennessee, Rondell Moore from Purdue. I mean, the kid is electric. They met with them yesterday, too, or, oh. or Wednesday. They met with him. Um, he, you uh, want to see a freak? Go watch his tape as a true freshman. He lit up Ohio State. Right. I think Akuda was on him a little bit. Um, who's the other first? Arnett, maybe, uh, the, who went uh, to Oakland. Who's the kid from uh, the kid that's coming out this year who dropped because he he had a Sean Wade this year? Sean, Sean Wade. Wade. He toasted yeah. Sean Wade. Yeah, and too. I mean, then there was some injury problems, and he's a little right. bit of a project, but a freak, little yep. guy who can fly. He's a slot guy at the next level, uh, but that's a but guy that's that okay. can but play that's right okay. now. Yeah, that's okay. And you get the speed. He gives the Patriots something they don't have, which is explosiveness and speed. Instantly, your offense is better if you stick Rondell Moore in there. And again, questions. That's why he drops all the way to fifty three. But he that type of talent, that type of athleticism, you don't see all the time. Then I actually, at 60, traded out at 60. Um, and again, questionable. I think a little bit of a questionable move, but I traded back to 110. I traded back into the fourth round with Cleveland, and I also picked up a 2022 second-round pick. So I thought, okay, now what that does, of course, it leaves me with no picks between 53 and 96. Not great, but... At the same time, I did fill a little bit of a gap between 96 and whatever, 140, 130, 139, 140, um, depending on what the comp picks ends up being. 
So I like that. And then you pick up an extra second rounder next year. It just made sense to me. So I did that. Third round, I went Tyler Shelvin. Tyler Shelvin. Oh, my God. Talk about prototypical Patriots. Tyler Shelvin is an absolute monster in the middle. A monster. And uh, Aline McNeil, I think, is also the same type of player. I like Shelvin's athleticism a little bit more than I like Aline McNeil's. Not much, but a little bit more than I like Aline McNeil's. So I do like Tyler Shelvin a little bit more. And, it, you know, you might say, oh, at the end of the third round, is that really a need? But the Patriots need a guy like that, man. They need a guy. You have Lawrence Guy and you have Adam Butler. I don't know if both those guys are going to be back, right? And so especially if you lose one of those guys. But even if you have both of them, you still don't have that prototypical nose like the Patriots like to have. That guy doesn't exist in the roster, right? Bo Allen was supposed to be that guy last year. He got hurt. was out for the year. So, like, you haven't had that guy. Shelvin fills that role. So, I really like him a lot. And then uh, in the fourth, I just took, uh, well, Shy Smith I took in the fourth as well. But um, uh, Deontay Smith from East Carolina, from ECU, he's a tackle. Project, a little bit of a project tackle, but shows a ton of athleticism. Uh, had an injury that cost him the year this year, but then went to the senior bowl and dominated in the senior bowl. So I like him a lot. Can play a little bit of left tackle, can play a little bit of right tackle. Um, I like this kid a lot. I think he has a lot of potential. He's big, and he can add weight to his frame too. So that's the type of tackle that they like. They typically tend to like guys that, you know, remember, you know, you go back to like Nate Solder, tall guys, a little bit lanky, can add and fill out that body a little bit more, and they can kind of work him in. I like Deontay Smith a lot. And then what I did at the end of the fourth round, which people were like, what the hell are you doing? I took Jamie Newman, who was the quarterback from Wake Forest, technically Georgia, but he never actually played in Georgia. Um you know, he, if you watched the senior bowl, you looked at Jamie Newman and said, this kid should not be drafted, <laughs> right? But he hadn't played football in a year. I think he's a good project quarterback. He's got some tools, man. He's got some real athleticism. He has some real zip on his balls. And that, the question that, that's is, a situation. If you draft him, you're probably rolling into camp with a bridge. You're addressing the future or whatever. Um, well, next year. I mean, well, like I said, you know, I traded for Donald and then I drafted oh, that's, him in any ways. Well, that that too. And I'm saying like, right. you know, say they don't even draft Donald, that they do take Newman in the fourth right. and they take a similar route what they did with Stidham. It's like really good. You, there's a lot of potential there. We like some things. Could We could strike lightning in the bottle here. And if we don't like what we see in that year one progress, we can always Maybe. address it next year and go bridge right. this year. Which is true, which is definitely true. Which is the Again, worst case scenario. Not what we want to see. see. Yeah. Not what we want to see. But, you know, I think Newman's a, is an interesting guy there. I like him a little bit better than Davis Mills, uh, you know, later on in the draft. Just because he he provides some of those things. He has a lot of athleticism, um, you know, that he can provide to you. So, again, and again, like I said, Mari Rogers, I, it's my rule. Every time I do a mock draft, Mario Rogers has to be there. Like, has to be. It just it doesn't matter. Like, he's there every single time. So I'm taking him in every friggin' mock draft, uh, and that's the way it goes. I think, I think they address tackle. I think they address interior offensive line. I think they address D tackle. I think those three positions are getting drafted no matter what. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take at least one wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised to them to see them, you know, go after like a linebacker. Now, of course, it depends, right, what they do in free agency. But um, so anyway, so that that's that's what mine looked like. Um, I got roasted for it, but that's okay. There's always a, the, you always get the next one though. That's just how it goes. Right. Um, but we talked to, we, we kind of flirted in, I think kind of the back half here. Want to talk about quarterbacks um, and what the hell they're doing. You could see sense from the beginning 
Yeah. Uh, a little, a little antsy. I'm getting frustrated. I think everybody is because there's so many different scenarios out there. So many guys on the trade market. What, you know, what does this cost? Can they swing this? Are they going to move up? Are they going to move back? Are they going to sign Cam? Is it Mariota? Pat, I'm done with the, with the, we did it last year. I'm done with the bridge quarterbacks. And I know I've said, I talked about it earlier in the show. I'm, I'm a little okay with bringing in the same quarterback room. So like, if you're going to bring back a quote unquote bridge quarterback, you might as well just have it be Cam Newton and, right. and just get some help. And you're probably going to end up in the same situation, six and 10, seven and nine picking just outside the top 10 middle of the first round again, but whatever. Right. Well, I guess we can hope that it's better next year, but all in all, I I'm done with it, with the bridge. Marcus Mariota for a fifth. I I'm, I'm okay. I'll pass on that. Ryan Fitzpatrick never made the freaking playoffs. Like, can we, can we stop with this nonsense with him? A great story. Like love that he's played in everywhere. He's a great teammate. There's nothing personal with him. I mean, I've always said, and I know you like Jimmy G would be the guy that I would, I, I would be completely okay with simply because of the familiarity here. Uh, I think that's a place he has a no trade clause. So obviously if he got released, obviously he'll have some more bargaining power there, but uh, that's the one guy that I, I could be get on board with, but what the hell are they going to do? No, like, well, they- listen, I, I'm with you 100%. I don't want a bridge quarterback either. Uh, I think Jimmy G is a guy that I think makes sense because he knows the offense, right? And Bill wanted him here in the first place. I don't know what happens, right? It just depends. Donald is a guy that I, again, in my mock, had, had them trading for. I wouldn't be surprised if San Fran trades for Donald. Now San Fran trades for Donald. Now, obviously, Jimmy G is available. So the question is, do they trade Jimmy G? Do they cut him? What do they do? They save a boatload of money by getting rid of Jimmy G. So obviously, if they trade for Sam Donald, then they're, you know, and of course, you know, John Lynch comes out. Oh, you know, Jimmy G's a starter. Blah, What's blah, he going to say? You know, I mean, yeah. right. We're moving on from him. Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? So because they're looking for at options, they're looking at options. And if it doesn't work, then they roll with Jimmy G. Sure. You know, again, What's going to happen? We don't know. But again, Jesus, if we bring in a bridge quarterback, if it's someone like Fitz, like what are we doing? Like what the hell are we doing? And you're right. If it's a bridge quarterback, I'm okay with I'm okay with uh, with uh, with Cam because or like, if it's what a the bridge hell, quarterback and you draft a Mac Jones or uh, right. a Davis Mills inside the top ninety, that like okay, they're not ready yet, but they'll be. We're we're hoping they're ready towards the back half of this year and ready to be our starter full time next year. All right, like you, you can sell me on that, but. If you're not going to address it early in the draft and you're going to take another day three flyer like you did with Stidham, like just freaking throw Stidham out there. That re- like, right. I, I'm done with this. Like, well, Mariota a, and- yeah, and Austin Gale, we had Austin on the show and he said the same thing. He's like, listen, you know, they need to tank. They need to tank. They should have tanked last year. Um, you know, I mean, they should have just thrown Stidham out there and just see what he has. Because what the hell do you get to lose? You know, you throw him out there and you see what happens. And if he stinks, then you draft in the top 10. And if he's good, then you're like, hey, we got the guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so. And say what you want about us being like groupies for him. But we've legitimately said that since last March. They right. should have thrown him out there because if he sucked, we wouldn't have to play these crazy scenarios to get in and get a Fields or a Wilson or a Lance. We we could, we'd be in the range. If Garrison had played and he played like he did when he came in, we'd probably be in the top five. And you wouldn't right. have to worry about it. And if he was good, like we said okay, you're fine at the position now. You have your guy. Right. If you're drafting at, if you're drafting at Detroit spot at seven, I mean, like you're talking about at seven, you can get up to, to four easily and not even give up, you know, not even give up that much. So 
that's the issue for me where it's like, you know, you had an opportunity and you blew it. Um, and so now we got to see what happens. But again, Bill doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to tank. And I get that. I, I understand that. That's his that's his philosophy. He doesn't want to do that. I don't necessarily blame him for it either. Um, you know, he's built this over a long period of time. So I certainly understand what he's doing. I just think at a certain point, you need the quarterback. You know, you, you have to. In 2001, right? And we talked about this last year. And I, I had written an article about this before the 2019 season. Um, but, you know, I had said that they were essentially building an offense, building a team that, and you wrote the same thing last year. That, that I was going to say, Pat, that was the most viewed article I had ever got. I don't, it, it got right. like half a million because I said they were building when Stidham was the guy, this was after the draft. Right. That, and I referenced your article. They were building a team around him right. similar to what they have with Brady. Right. Yeah. That, you know, wasn't dependent on the quarterback. And you look at, Oh, one. I'm sorry, guys. Tom Brady's the goat. Obviously, clearly. Oh, one. That team. That team didn't need Tom Brady. That team was a great team without Tom Brady. Now, and a mediocre quarterback goes nine and seven, ten and six with that team, and loses in the first, second round. That's what happens because you had Brady. You're able to win the Super Bowl, right? Because he's able to make those plays. And of course, in the AFC Championship game, you know you get you get other plays. Bledsoe obviously comes in, doesn't lose you the game. You score, uh, you know, you, you have a, uh, a fumble return for touchdown and a, no, a punt return for touchdown, I'm sorry, and a block kick for touchdown. So, you know, you end up with those things that that happen in that game. But regardless, the point is, is that that team was set up where you could win without a great quarterback. You can't do that in this year's, in, in 2021. You just can't. It's does, the league doesn't work that way anymore. Unfortunately, it's much harder to play defense it's much less efficient to run the ball. So, like, you have to be able to throw if you're going to win, you know? Look at the team that the Patriots fielded last year. Look at how much, how many freaking rushing touchdowns they had last year. That team, if they were playing in, like, 2003, would have dominated the NFL. We would have dominated. But that's not the league anymore. You have to be able to throw. And so you need a quarterback. You can't say, oh, we're going to QB-proof our team. It doesn't work that way. So you need a guy, and a bridge guy isn't getting it done. It's not. It's not getting it done. So they need to go out and do something. They say they're being aggressive. Supposedly, there was a report that said they've been in on discussions with every single QB target, every single one of them. They've made calls with everyone. And they should be. I would be calling I would be calling Nick Casero every day. Hey, look, any change? Any change? You thought about trading Watson. What is it going to take? What do you want from us? We'll trade, you know. What do you think? Name your price. And then maybe they say, we want four first-round draft picks. And say, okay, well, okay, <laughs> sorry, can't do that. But what the hell? I mean, you might as well keep calling. Keep calling Seattle. What do you want for Russell Wilson? He obviously wants to leave. What do you want from him? You know, and, and you go from there. And you say, hey, look, you know, Russ. And then you call Russ. And you say, hey, Russ, I know we were on the list. I know that. But yeah. just think about this now. How many times do you get hit in Seattle? How many times do you get hit? How good's our offensive line? We got a pretty nice offensive line here. You won't get hit very much here. Okay. So, so that's one of those things where it's like, you know, you can sell them on it because they have the offensive line. We'll get you some weapons. Come play with us, you know, and then you trade them 15 and your first round pick next year and you get Russell Wilson. Like that's, it's just one of those things where to me, it's like, you know, you have to do something because you're not, you can't just say, ah, yeah, okay, we'll figure it out at quarterback. You can't do that. It doesn't work that way anymore. No, it doesn't. And, and those, I, I like pipe dreams with those two. And obviously, yeah. I, know, I know you mean right. that too. Yeah. 
but like those are the only guys that I'm willing to like sell the farm for. Right. Um, so it just it, you limit your options. Are they going to trade up? Like that's why I just like a trade up makes so much sense, but it'd be so against what we've seen from Belichick and the Patriots in the past. But in the past, they haven't needed to do that because they had a quarterback for 20 years. So right. is this the year they do it where they finally realize like we need someone in this room right now that's going to be our, our guy for the next decade? We need to go up and get a guy. And they, like maybe they don't love this class. Maybe they don't love the two, three, four with Lance Wilson Fields. Yep. And they address it next year. But if that's the if that's the case, what do they do? What are they doing this year? Is it Stidham? Is it is it Newton? And and it's probably if that's the case, Newton's coming back. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I do want to talk about Mel Kuyper's uh, Mel Kuyper's uh, uh, mock draft. I will say I do. I am not an ESPN Premium or Plus, whatever the hell they call it. Uh, I'm, but they did talk about it. They did break it down. Um, Henry McKenna did a good job of it, and I took a screenshot just of them talking about it on ESPN. So here's the top ten. Okay, Lawrence went number one. The Jets traded back with the Falcons. The Falcons took Zach Wilson at two. The Dolphins stayed at three and took Devonta Smith. Dumb, but whatever. The Jets took Kyle Pitts at four. Wow, dude. Uh, Penny Sewell went five to the Bengals. Jamar Chase went six to to the Eagles. San Fran traded up to seven with the Lions to get Justin Fields at seven. Then eight went Mac Jones. To the Panthers. I mean, that's lunacy, but I know we've been talking about Mac Jones being like a top 15 to 20 pick. I think that's insanity that he would go in the top 10 even before. There's always a quarterback, though, Pat, that kind of, and there's no combine this year, so things will change. Um, When you look at his stats and the week he had at the Senior Bowl is all positives. I know he's banged up a little bit. There's always a guy that just flies up people's boards between the combine, which would be today, and the draft. like, I'm I'm gonna come out and say it. like if Mac Jones goes top ten, I'm not gonna be crazily surprised. I, I'm right. sorry. No, you're right, and we did talk. But ahead of Lance and is crazy. Which that, that's my thing. So anyway, so what happens here is that the Patriots move up to nine. Okay, the Patriots move up to nine. Uh, who's who's drafting at nine right now? Uh, Denver. Denver, right? So they move up with Denver to nine. Uh, they trade up now. What he has them given up is fifteen, obviously. 46, and then he says what he he's non-committal about the pick next year. He says a, a pick next year, uh, you know, could be a second rounder, could be a third rounder, could even be a first rounder if that's what it takes to get it done. Um, but basically he says the Patriots give up their first, their second, and then a pick next year to move up to nine to get Trey Lance. And here's the thing, and I know you're not a I know you're not a Trey Lance guy. This to me. I would, I would absolutely love it because you're taking a shot with Trey Lance, and I love the potential. Me too, man. Like I, I, I and I'm, I, when I say that, it's like I just have a tough time because, like I've said millions of times, it's so against what they look for in their quarterbacks. Correct. But yes. I talked to a buddy today, one of my best friends, who we kind of talk about this all the time. I trust them if they're going to do that that they'll, they're going to pick the right guy and make the right move to get... Say what you want. They, right. they evaluate the quarterback position pretty well. Look at the guys they yes. brought in here recently. Right. Garoppolo, big contract. Brissett, big contract. Yep. Matt Castle, Mallett, Stid, like they, they've, they have drafted guys. They, they can 
evaluate that position. I'm yep. sorry. I mean, people feel otherwise. If they do something like that, I will be okay with it because I can trust them that that's the right move for them, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, listen, even if you're just going to say Jimmy G, even if you want to discount everyone else, okay, they drafted Jimmy G in the second, they drafted Jacoby Brissett in the third. Both starters in the league that were pretty good. I'm sorry. Say what you want about Jimmy G. He took the team to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he took his team to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't care. The guy took his team to the Super Bowl. Like, that. period. That's it. Brissett was a decent starter for, for Indy. Maybe he wasn't great, but he was a decent starter for Indy. So, you know, it, it's you look at those guys and you say they drafted them in the second and third round. They can evaluate the quarterback position. They can't. And so the question is, if that's their guy, do they move up to nine to get him? I love the idea. I love the idea of doing it. You're taking a shot at Trey Lance. The problem is it's 1,000% against what Belichick does. He wants the safe pick. He wants the guy that's going to make the most sense. Trey Lance doesn't do that. Trey Lance is all potential. We have no idea what's going to be. However, he's clearly the best running quarterback in the draft. He gives you the athleticism that none of the other guys outside of Trevor Lawrence do. And honestly, his athleticism might even be better than Trevor Lawrence. And so, you know, clearly Lawrence is a much better quarterback. But the idea is that this kid is this kid is Josh Allen, right? He could be what Josh Allen was this year. He might not be. He could be what Josh Allen was his first two years, too. And he could be that his whole career. But if he turns into good Josh Allen as opposed to bad Josh Allen, you're talking about a, t- a player that's pretty damn good. And, yeah, you gave up a lot to get him, but you have to have the quarterback, you know? Yeah, like I said, I mean, the safe pick that you mentioned there would be a Mac Jones trade back at him early late teens, early 20s. Right. Uh, but like I said, if they do that and trade up for any of these guys, I'm super pumped, like, yep. even if it's Lance, because like I said, I trust them to to evaluate that position. And if they were going to do something like that, I think they're going to be pretty, pretty sure that, that that's the right pick at that position. Not just that, but like they're trading up for a quarterback. Like, I know. my yeah, God, like, the excitement. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go. You know, you know? Like, I know. Like, let's yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Like, that was just, that just, that just gets you going, you know? So, like, of course, it's, yeah. Is it realistic? Maybe not. But if it happens, we're going to go nuts the night of the draft, like the week of the, the whole goddamn offseason is going to be, oh my God, it's going to be amazing, you know? But, anyways, but that's, listen, we don't know what's going to happen. Of course, freaking free agency hasn't even started yet. It doesn't start for another few weeks. But, as we sit here and we're talking about it, like, okay, let's let's see what happens. Let's go through. Let's see. We got about three weeks left. Let's yeah, see what happens. You know, obviously and- that top ten could change. Wilson's moved, or yep. Carolina makes a run at Watson. Then, you know, Houston's in there. They're obviously going to be taking a pick. Like the top ten now probably won't look like the top ten in, in three, four weeks. Like there'll, there'll be some no. movement there, well, um, I think which could obviously be- affect the Patriots. Yeah, and most of those picks are going to depend. On, of course, you know, a Watson and a Wilson obviously is going to be dealt before the draft. But, you know, it, as far as draft day trades are concerned, right, guys trading up for him, obviously that won't change. That won't happen until the actual day of the draft. But, you know, I just think it depends. And and I think two is pretty safe, right? Two is the only one where if the Jets, if they decide they're going to keep Donald, they can move that pick tomorrow because you know who's going number one. So then you have the choice of who you want at number two. So, um, you know, Outside of the Jets pick there, I think, you know, you could see a lot of trades uh, draft day. But it's interesting, man. And this is what, and, you know, uh, we want to try to wrap up here because we've been going a while. But, um, but you know, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Are people going to be aggressive? Are people going to be not so aggressive? Are people going to give up future picks to move up in the draft? Are people going to try to be trading back? Like, 
we don't know. This could be to your advantage if you're the Patriots and you really like one of these guys. You know, a, a team like Atlanta could be looking at it saying, geez, man, like, I don't know. We can't take a quarterback. Like, we got to move out of this pick. And then the Patriots say, hey, we'll take it. You know, we'll give you 15 and 46 in our second rounder next year. And they say, yeah, right, let's do it. You know, like, who knows? And so uh, it just depends on what those what those teams decide to do now. And so, uh, you know, with the whole COVID thing, I guess kind of coming to an end. But the problem is the scouting. No senior, well, I mean, obviously a senior bowl, but really weren't, you know, limited capacity people down there. No combine. Yeah, pro days and stuff, but like no real in-person interviews. Like tough. It's a tough year to be scouting guys. And then you got a lot of opt-outs. You got a lot of guys that played one or two games. You got, you know, so it's like now what? So a lot of question marks. Are people going to be aggressive? Are people going to be standoffish? What are they going to do? So it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And you'd show the Patriots capitalize, you know. That that's what I that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, just get us through these next three weeks. We're almost there, man. We're almost there. That's it. That's it. We are. So, anyways, we have gone a while. It's just been the two of us. We appreciate you guys uh, coming through, listening. Uh, keep following along in Pat's Paul, but I'm sure we'll have more. Spags got his 2.0 out there, making me look bad that I haven't gotten my 2.0 out there yet. So I'll have to, I'll have to get my 2.0 uh, going soon. But, uh, but anyways, guys, enjoy the weekend, and uh, and we will we'll talk to you next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.